Marsh is still for Petrangelo, right for Eichel. He shoots and scores! Off the bar and in. Tie game. Jack Eichel. Power play goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Stone sets up Eichel across the line. Left wing Barbashev. Stone in front shot. Score on the rebound. First try got stopped. Second time gets through. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Wallace, why don't you sound more excited? Let's get going. We're back. We're at it. Post-All-Star break schedule is underway in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights back at it tomorrow night with a grudge match contest against the Edmonton Oilers with some serious NHL history on the line. And we've got 32 games to go. I want you to sound a whole lot more pumped up than you are right now. Oh, I'm jazzed. I'm ready to go. Okay. Chapman, <laughs> does he sound jazzed? Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Wallace. No. Wallace. Even, come on, man. Come on, come on. Come on guys. It's, come on. It's, our, it's only go. the second show that we have done in two weeks, man. You got you to have a little Chappy. oomph. Yes. Chappy, I was dealing with a, with an upper respiratory issue the in, pretty much the entire break, man. Like, I'm... I'm here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm Nikita Kucherov right now. Like, I'm, I'm here. I'm excited to be here, and my actions are certainly proving that out. Come on. Let's I'm ready to go. Phone lines. Let's if go. If people want to call in, they can right now. 876-1340. Give us a shout. But we've got a lot to get to through the course of the first hour. So if you call, we'll fit you in. But we're not going to pause the show like we normally do every Monday just because there's so much to sift through from the last time that we talked from the Vegas roster to coaching changes in the National Hockey League to a couple of big trades. And that's all before we get to one-timers in the hour number two and as well as uh, Bruce Cassidy's media availability from earlier today. So uh, let's, uh, let's get into it right now. Mike, we'll get to you right now. And not saying we're getting you out of the way, but I'm going to give you <laughs> forewarning, okay? Can you hear me, Mike? It's a whole day, yes. Okay. I, I, I want to make sure that you can hear me. I wanted to clarify that there was some back and forth and that you can't just uh, claim that you weren't uh, aware of the situation. You're going to get two thoughts, not the normal six. And you can't oh, fire away, okay? So you get two thoughts. Rare form from Millard and, today. And, and Goodness gracious. Wow. Because we're jam-packed here. Let's go. Ryan set the bar. He uh, The other day he said, let's hear from you. More people, less comments. So, Ryan, you've already said, established the two-comment rule. Uh, here's mm-hmm. my first thought. There's a guy on our roster who's having one of his best, if not his best, season. In three months, his, he and his agent are going to decide whether to re-sign or sign with someone new. What, what's going to happen with Jonathan Marsh? So, I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> Give me a thought. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that if if the if the if things work out and make sense for Jonathan Marsh, so 
he's going to stay as a Vegas Golden Knight if if there's an opportunity to to sign him to a contract that makes sense for both sides and certainly makes sense for the Golden Knights then that's an avenue Kelly McCrimmon's going to explore but right now like I have no idea. I, I couldn't give you any type of odds whatsoever as to whether or not Jonathan Marchessault will be a Vegas Golden Knight beyond this season. It's okay, going to have to make sense enough. for the Golden Knights. It, it's going yeah, to have that's the to thing. fit inside their salary cap and their plans uh, to, to make it work. Does it uh, align with a I'll, – I'll use the example of the Riley Smith contract uh, that he signed, uh, three years, $5 million uh, per uh, I'm sure that Jonathan Marshall would like more. Uh, I'm sure he would like uh, longer term. Or does it end up being shorter? Uh, there's there's different ways to work an agreement like that. But the number one situation is, uh, and, and Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and the hockey operations uh, department uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights are incredibly uh, talented at this one area. They take the emotion out of it. And they mm-hmm. focus on what's best for the team. And uh, not all clubs do that. And not all uh, fan bases uh, are on board with that. But it allows you to be more competitive for a longer period of time, which is something that I appreciate. Uh, I'm an emotional person. Uh, uh, I would not be a good general manager because everybody would get 10-year deals, even though you're only allowed eight. Uh, that's that's where my heart uh, would would be with this, but uh, but with with Kelly and and George and their group uh, and the the numbers uh, whether it's analytics or uh, the hockey operations department from from up here, what are your options if you don't sign player A? Uh, then they're they're going to be able to make the decision just based on the actual uh, talent and not the emotion. Okay. Outstanding stuff. One other thought might stimulate some conversation. Um, I have a feeling that there is one particular MVP that we need to at least acknowledge at this point for the, quote, first half of the season, even though it isn't halftime. I believe that person is Ryan Craig. Everybody he sends to the Knights succeeds. I think that's an extraordinary effort thus far by Ryan Craig. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan Craig, first year uh, running his own bench, uh, taking care of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, awesome stuff there. Had a chance to uh, be around Ryan Craig a little bit uh, throughout this season. Been really impressed with uh, his ability to transition from uh, player to assistant coach and now to head coach in the professional ranks. Uh, line number two, Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Uh, hope you had a good uh, break during the National Hockey League pause. Hey, you know what? I had a great break, and part of that, uh, Chapman held to his word, and we did go to an open skate, so just wanted to stick taps to Chapman for uh, standing by his word and going to the open skate. I hope you go to some more. Do tell. Explain it. Break it down. Give me the insight. Uh, we, we went to an open skate. It was Tuesday last week. Uh, my husband actually had mm. the day off, so I was able to get down there uh, without any kids in tow, and we had some nice conversations, skated around. Um yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and I'm very proud of Chapman for heading out there and, and getting on the ice. Awesome stuff, Chappie. How do you look out boy. there? Big, big round of applause for Chappie on the ice. Was that the first well, time how, on the new how blades, you, Chappie? Yeah, first time on the new Atta skates, boy. Yeah. Good job. My feet were killing how me. Did, and and uh, Stephanie Stephanie heard me complaining <laughs> about it the whole time, how bad the That's balls okay. of my feet That's hurt. Okay. I've got I've got some I've got some tips for you now yeah? uh, that that I'll follow up on that uh, during the course of the next two hours. What else is happening, Stephanie? 
Hey, I'm really glad to see uh, Lynn Carlson back in a regular jersey off IR. Um, good to see, I mean, several other people have been uh, on the track to get back. And, of course, sad that Brayden Paul got uh, picked up on waivers, but I really wish the absolute best for him in Calgary unless he's playing the Golden Knights. <laughs> Yeah, well said. And you know what? It's going to be a great opportunity because I, I anticipate that they're going to make some changes in their back end, and he's going to get more mm-hmm. uh, National Hockey League time. And uh, if if it wasn't so jammed, if there wasn't such a large amount of talent, like that is the strength of this roster is, and this organization is defensively. They just have so many prospects uh, lined up here, and uh, he would not have been available because uh, I will I will tell you this right away. He is a um, player and a person that the teammates love, but just as importantly, the coaching staff loves uh, Braden mm-hmm. Hall. So uh, well done. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the uh, inside knowledge on Chapman's uh, public skate. That's awesome, Chapman. I'm excited. I'm happy for you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, actually. I'm I'm looking forward to going again. Were you better clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, we only went one direction. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Which direction? Uh <laughs> counterclockwise, I think. Yeah, yeah, counterclockwise. Okay, you're, you're think about this. Yeah, I am thinking. <laughs> See, I'm I'm thinking in terms of north to south. Yes. So, so we we were on the rink where the Golden Knights normally will practice. And okay. step on the ice, which way did you go? Did you go right or left? I went right. Okay. So that's counterclockwise. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a there's there's a weird quirk in our game, and I've talked to a number of guys about this. So Fernando, hold on. We'll get to you in just a second. When players step on the ice, it doesn't matter if they're on the players' bench, if they're coming from the Zamboni tunnel, if they're coming from the door from the dressing rooms at City National Arena, which are uh, in the corner. Players mm. always turn to their right nobody ever steps on the ice like if it's an open sheet and you're the only player out there or whether there's a bunch of players out there you always turn to the right i don't know a single player and i've watched and and i don't know why this is but everybody when they step on the ice they turn to the right and you end up going counterclockwise it's one of those weird quirks again watch it when when people come off the bench uh, for a warm-up uh, tomorrow night They'll all mm-hmm. uh, go that counterclockwise direction uh, on the ice. They always turn to the right. It's uh, just a, uh, ingrained in people, and I don't have no idea why, where it comes from. So, Chapman, yeah, that's you that going for you. you. You've got the DNA of the game uh, <laughs> oozing through you. Uh, let's go to line number one, Fernando, in the VGK Insider Show, 702-876-1340. Uh, what's happening, Fernando? Hey, guys, good to hear your voices again, and um, I'm excited about – for the second half of the season and um, tomorrow night's game. Can't wait for that. Pump for that. And I really, we're going to bump off the Oilers tonight. I mean, tomorrow night, we're going to snap that 16 game losing streak and show them who the defending champions are. Does it matter to you whether or not (laughs) Vegas breaks the Oilers streak? The players and the coaches are all saying the right thing. It's more about the rivalry than it is about stopping the streak. Where are you in that? I'm right there with them. Um, I mean, the rivalry, I always thought it would always be the Kings and and, and us, VGK. 
But um, maybe this might start it up for, you know, the next years to come. I mean, it's always been kind of that way, but so I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, we're, we're, ready, we're right in the spot to make a run for another championship. Thanks, guys. There's Fernando on line number one. Is it the most important game of the regular season? It, it feels that way. It certainly feels like it's um, it's building toward that for both the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. It, 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 to me, it feels like the game we were expecting to see from Vegas and Edmonton earlier on in the season, where we thought that we would see more emotion in the game, that there were going to be uh, some some moments where you know bells would be answered from what happened in the postseason last year. And, and it, it was a game that was kind of run-of-the-mill. It, it was a game that the Edmonton Oilers desperately needed points out of. And I, I think that tomorrow night's going to be very different in that I, I think we're going to get that emotion that we maybe didn't get the first time around. Really? Because I, I don't think feel, Edmonton yeah, can afford yeah. it. I mean, if they're going for the no, record, I, they can't afford any shenanigans. I, I, I think that there's not – I'm not talking about shenanigans. I'm talking about emotion. I'm talking about uh, a heated game. I'm talking about a game that brings the level up a little bit more than what we saw earlier on this season between these two clubs. I think that it's going to feel a lot closer to a playoff intensity type of game than, it, than what we got earlier this year. I expect it to be the most important regular season game of the season. Mm-hmm. The most hyped game. The most uh, eyeballs on the Vegas Golden Knights from a national perspective, as well as right here in the Las Vegas Valley. Uh, couple that with all the uh, people that are in town with the Super Bowl and all the hype that are in and around the, the extra media that are in town. It is a perfect storm for a regular season showdown between two of the best in the National Hockey League. And I hope I hope it measures up. Uh, it's a little odd uh, in uh, for the players because they're coming off a break and nobody's really uh, played in a, in a normal game uh, for for ten days. But uh, but I, I think it's an incredibly uh, opportunistic stage uh, for the National Hockey League uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights and with what's at stake for Edmonton. Uh, being mm. able to tie the longest winning streak in NHL history, uh, it, it gives a, a little bit more uh, of a carrot uh, for them to be able to go out and and put it forward and and answer back to the to the playoff loss. Does does it make mm-hmm. good? Is does it make it even? Not even close. But there is that opportunity to tie the record against Vegas. And on the flip side. The Golden Knights are saying, "Hey, it's it's just, it's a rivalry game. It's it's great. We got this back and forth with the Oilers now, and and a lot of uh, intensity uh, between these two organizations. But uh, I won't speak for the organization, but I'll offer my thoughts. Uh, uh, looking at it from thirty feet left of the rink right now, it uh, mm-hmm. it would feel darn good to not only beat them for the rivalry." maintain or expand your cushion uh, over the Edmonton Oilers in the standings, but stop that streak, that is a whole bunch of great dessert. 
Yeah, I, I think that there's there's a lot of satisfaction in beating the Edmonton Oilers. I, I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, just generally speaking, um, the points in the standings is is what matters the most, right? Like you've got the Oilers right behind you now, and and I know five points back doesn't seem like it's right behind you, but you lose tomorrow in regulation, all of a sudden it gets really uncomfortable. If you're the Golden Knights, you can win in regulation. You put seven points between you and the Edmonton Oilers. You pay them back for a, a, you know a shootout loss earlier this year, and you halt that streak. I think it means something for the Golden Knights in that spot. So uh, to just get the better of the Oilers and increase that margin in the standings, that's the most important thing for the Golden Knights. Mm, yeah, but but as a fan, if you're looking at this purely as a fan, <laughs> if you're a fan, you're yeah. trying to no, you, you want to win the streak. You that the the stopping the streak, I think is as important goes goes right there in lockstep with padding your lead. Uh, in in the standings with beating a rival, it's just it it means something extra. If it was game eleven of the the winning streak, it's just they're on a nice mm-hmm. run and it'd be nice to stop them. But this this is different. Edmonton's right there within reach of stopping uh, of, of of equaling the longest winning streak in NHL history, and and Vegas can put a halt to that. That's a pretty cool opportunity right in front of you to be able to stoke the fires of this rivalry. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that from a fan perspective, if you're if you're a Golden Knight fan and you go into tomorrow night's game not wanting anything but an absolute brilliant performance from the Golden Knights and the ability at the end of the night to say you could have had history and we stood in your way, uh, that's the wrong way to approach the game tomorrow. Like you, you have to be all in there if you're a Golden Knight fan. And, you know, for this rivalry to kind of reach the pinnacle that you want it to, uh, if you're the National Hockey League, you want the Golden Knights to win this one. You want the Golden Knights uh, to get one over on the Edmonton Oilers. You want Edmonton to get right to the cusp of his- history and have their foe knock them off in this stage, and hopefully you get these two teams in really meaningful games in, in the postseason. I'm not sure. I, I disagree with you on that one. I, I think you the want National the Oil- Hockey League you think would, the Oil- would, would be in favor of Connor McDavid making National Hockey League history. Like that's a pretty cool thing for the National Hockey League to be to be able to hang their hat on, and all the content that they put out and and different uh, uh, posts or uh, on their on dot com or being able to trot this National Hockey League historic mark uh, out uh, that that goes a, a long way with the face of the league. Uh, uh, leading that parade, so uh, I think I think it's great for the rivalry if Vegas wins, and I I hope mm-hmm. Vegas is able to uh, be able to stand up and stop it and just uh, uh, throw a couple more uh, logs on with a little bit of gasoline uh, on that rivalry. I, I think from from our perspective here in Las Vegas, that is uh, awesome stuff to be able to answer that, be able to shut your biggest rival down, and. With all due respect to Vancouver, Edmonton is is right now the Golden Knights' biggest rival, given the recent uh, playoff history. But uh, from a league point of view, uh, that there's a lot riding on them uh, to be able to uh, just wave that flag flag around. I think a Vegas win in this setting sets up a bigger 
moment or a bigger stage if these two teams meet in the playoffs. If the Golden Knights deny the Oilers history after denying the Oilers a chance to go to the Western Conference Final in a year where the Edmonton Oilers felt they could have won the Stanley Cup in a year that the Golden Knights did win the Stanley Cup, if the Golden Knights once again deny Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers from doing something historic, then I think that just sweetens the pot for if these two teams play again in the postseason. That's true. If you're in the Las Vegas Valley, if you're 30,000 feet and you're in Columbus or you're in Toronto or you're in Vancouver uh, or New York, uh, a little bit uh, different. And that's not bad to have two outcomes that can be mutually positive from a growing the game and attention to the game uh, point of view. That's not bad. Vegas wins. You got a story tomorrow night. You got a big mm-hmm. story yeah. tomorrow night. If the Golden Knights uh, upset the uh, the winning streak of the Edmonton Oilers, and if the Oilers produce a victory tomorrow night and match the Pittsburgh Penguins for the most consecutive wins in NHL history with Connor McDavid uh, as the best player in the game, that's a pretty cool story. Rebounding from a start in which they had to fire the coach, you got something going there. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's take a break. When we continue, we'll come back with. The changes in the Vegas Golden Knights today from when we last saw the Golden Knights on that road trip through New York and then finishing up in Detroit. The roster, the people on the ice at practice, uh, there's a few new places, uh, new faces out there. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Captain Mark Stone responding to the news uh, over the course of the All-Star Weekend that the National Hockey League and the NHLPA have uh, agreed uh, that the NHL will send its players to the 2026 Olympic Winter Games in Italy. Uh, that is fantastic stuff because there have been a lot of uh, hesitation and uh, wondering uh, whether or not they will go down that path with uh, some of the construction that's underway or taking a while to happen uh, in Italy with the rinks and uh, that sounded like it was going to be a hiccup uh, a hill to uh, jump over but they've successfully navigated that and uh, there's no bigger sports fan on the Vegas Golden Knights than Mark Stone. The I'm not sure about hockey. There's other guys that may like uh, our sport as much as Mark Stone, but uh, nobody watches more different sports uh, has that uh, uh, just uh, ability to dial in golf or football or baseball, whatever it is. Uh, that guy is just, uh, he is a pure sports fan. So he knows what he's talking about when he uh, starts uh, breaking down the Olympic Winter Games and the games without a National Hockey Leaguers and those with the NHL. So Mark Stone, uh, it, it's interesting. He talked to Ashley Weiss uh, earlier today. And he said that uh, maybe the break was a little bit long. Mm. You don't hear that from many guys, that the break is maybe running a little bit too long. Like He's he's ready to go. He's chomping at the bit right now to get back at sure. it and get uh, get going on, on that, uh, that run towards defending the Stanley Cup. And I thought that was... One surprising, uh, rare to hear from from players uh, who have the opportunity to get away uh, on various uh, vacations and, and air their brains out a little bit. But uh, but he's he was he was ready to go a couple of days ago. Yeah, I, I think you know there's maybe a couple of ways to look at that. For for one, I think you know Mark obviously had had missed some time the last couple of seasons, and he has been fantastic and and 
fully healthy all year. So I think when you're kind of in that groove, you want to just get out there and play as much as possible. And you, you, you know, you, you understand that the rest and the recovery uh, and the ability to get away is important. But at the end of the day, Mark Stone is built to, to do one thing and that's play hockey. He is built to be an NHL captain, to be a, a guy that is chasing Stanley cups. And, you know, I, I think that when you're able to recharge the idea of coming back to the rink and, you know, feeling like it's too much time away is maybe a good thing, a good sign for the Golden Knights as they kind of get back into the groove and, and get back to action tomorrow. You know, last year when they went on their break, uh, there were some questions coming back. Uh, how is this team going to be able to uh, turn the tide from the way they went into it on that uh, winless road trip and uh, find themselves and avoid what happened uh, the year previous? Mark Stone was uh, not available. Uh, they knew that uh, going uh, forward, and they had to rally around themselves. Uh, this time around, I, I sense a, a lot more confidence, even though the month of December and, and January at times were challenging. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I do just uh, feel that there's uh, more uh, overriding confidence around this and resilience around this group than maybe there was a year ago going in we we know how they answered last year but uh mm-hmm. right now there's there's no real question marks around this group yeah how much of that is is kind of predicated by the fact that they were able to go six one and one in, in you know eight of those nine games going into the break that they were able to you know, put some wins together, put some wins on the board and find a, a, a formula that works for them while they're going through and dealing with some of those injuries. I think that has a bit to do with it. Like you always mm-hmm. feel better when you're playing and you're producing points and you're producing victories. Uh, I think last year's experience and how they were able to respond to the challenge and not only be able to find their groove in the second half but excel at it and and hold mm-hmm. off some pretty good teams uh, down the stretch uh to to have that number one seed and then subsequently what occurred during the four rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs I think that is is still the the biggest uh uh sort of gust in their sail uh pushing them along but uh but the the other part of it uh too is just the excitement of of getting closer to what matters most, and that's the, mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're they're within sight of it now. Like the next, mm-hmm. there's one more major event before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's the NHL trade deadline. They they've yeah. checked off so many boxes this year uh, through the raising of the banner and the rings and the White House and etc. But uh, but being able to now just have the trade deadline and then they're ready. Uh, they they can see that light right now to what matters the most. And uh, do they want to finish as high as they can in the Pacific Division? Yes. But uh, but being able and being on that stage of defending is, is, is sort of coming within view. Yeah, you're a couple of months away from playoff hockey, right? And, and you know, when the Golden Knights hit their stride, it was certainly at this time last year when they come back and they, they find uh, the, the formula they need to, to utilize on a night-in, night-out basis to win. And as you mentioned, they didn't just win games. They held off an Edmonton Oilers team that was playing lights out down the stretch as well, and it propelled them to home ice advantage and certainly helped them in their march to the Stanley Cup. But you're also getting back to that intensity. You're getting back to those games that truly do matter, those games where you can elevate 
your individual game and your team game collectively. And I think, you know, for the Golden Knights, you, you've been waiting 50 games or so. You've been waiting uh, all season long to kind of get to this stretch where everything matters a little bit more because I think that's where this team is at their best. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's starting to become real again. So the, and, and those mm-hmm. juices start flowing a little bit. So now let, let's go. Let's, uh, let's get at it. Uh, did you see practice today? Uh, I saw some updates from it, yeah. So there's a lot of guys out there and mm-hmm. and a lot of guys that – a couple of guys that we haven't seen for a while. And coming back off the break, this team's starting to look uh, a little different and you're starting to see some some faces and some numbers uh, filter back into the availability uh, picture. Like The last time that Vegas was on home ice – they were out without William Carlson. Aiden mm-hmm. Hill wasn't on the ice. Michael Matteo wasn't playing. Uh, they come back tomorrow night uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, and Aiden Hill is, is available. Michael Matteo uh, was uh, able to return on that road trip uh, before the break. Mm-hmm. William Carlson is back practicing in a normal colored sweater uh, until we see him in warm-up tomorrow night, and, uh, and he's penciling the lineup. I don't want to say that he's back, but he's really a whole lot closer uh ben hutton uh on the ice mm-hmm. today haven't seen ben in a number of weeks uh tobias bjornfoot uh out on the ice uh and uh not not available yet but but we're we're seeing him practicing with with the full group uh sheldon rempel uh wasn't with the team uh a, a lot but made his mark on the uh, road trip uh, and so he's pushing guys right now. Daniil Merrimanoff uh, is, mm-hmm. is back after his conditioning uh, stint with the Henderson Silver Knights. So uh, a lot of these guys weren't focal points the last time that Vegas played uh, at T-Mobile Arena and are now pushing for playing time as they come out of the uh, All-Star break. Uh, that time ha- looks like it served Vegas really, really well. Yeah, it really does. I, reinforcements are, are certainly starting to kind of trickle in, I think, for the Golden Knights. And as you mentioned, until we see William Carlson in the lineup tomorrow or as early as tomorrow against the Edmonton Oilers, we're not going to pencil him in just yet. But the boon that it it would really allow for the Golden Knights if William Carlson was back into the fold, it, it all of a sudden just gives you so much more and so much of what you've, you know, you've been missing in trying to kind of configure the lines. Uh, in his absence, and certainly in Jack Eichel's absence, but you know, you, you kind of mentioned the defenseman, right? You, you, you talk about Ben Hutton back at, on the ice. You talk about Tobias Bjornfoot back on the ice, and and you know, Daniil Mirmanov back on the ice. Like it gives you an idea of just how many available options there can be for the Golden Knights, should everybody get healthy and should their defense kind of round into form when when it comes to to that and how many different options they have on the back end too and it kind of harkens back to to Stephanie's phone call earlier about Braden Pahal like you understand why you know there's it's a numbers game for Braden at at this point and you understood why the Golden Knights put him on waivers and it should be a good opportunity for him with the Calgary Flames but the fact of the matter is there are so many good solid defensemen inside of this organization that is where they are at their de- their deepest and you know that's something to kind of keep an eye on as as players get healthier and healthier as we move forward two practices were really practices uh almost old school type 
workouts uh, on the ice the last couple of days. Uh, not a lot of special teams work, not a lot of, uh, of dialed-in line rushes. Uh, people skating, with, with, whether it was your time up, there, there was a little bit of uh, combinations, uh, but but not a lot. It was uh, get get the feet going, get everything going, uh, back uh, to work uh, yesterday and then into today. So uh, we'll see tomorrow uh, what, uh, what they do at the morning skate as far as combinations up front. Uh, if you've got Carlson back in, uh, that moves things uh, around a little bit uh, with the center ice position. Uh, what does uh, what do you do with Nick Waugh, uh, who has done such a great job up there in, in the top six? So uh, some su- decisions to be made uh, when it comes to pivots and uh, where you slot people in. On the blue line, uh, Bruce Cassidy, you'll hear him in hour number two with his media availability. Uh, spoiler alert, he's going to go with the same six guys uh, that they that <laughs> they were playing uh, for that good stretch of games uh, going into the All-Star break and the bye week. So he's going to stay with that. So uh, Hutton, uh, Miramadov, uh, all that, uh, No, nobody's uh, been uh, activated or, or ready to go uh, on that front uh, right now. It's going to be the, the, the same group of six uh, tomorrow night, and uh, and we'll see what happens uh, in goal. Yeah, I you know I, I think it'll be interesting to see what Bruce Cassidy comes out with in, in terms of his goaltender. I, I if it were me, I think you, you lean toward Aiden Hill. He was so good in returning to action on that four-game road trip. He, he was exceptional, so you know he doesn't show any signs of rust, really. Um, and I think against a in a big-time setting against the Edmonton Oilers, you, you probably want to go to Aiden Hill if, if you're if you're able to. Um, and the the group of six defensemen have been really solid for the Golden Knights. Like ever since Caden Korzak's kind of come back in and played alongside Braden McNabb and gives you a little bit of what Shea Theodore can give you and kind of allows your pairs to be as close to normal as possible without Shea Theodore in the lineup. Uh, the Golden Knights have, have kind of really improved uh, in terms of how they defend and keeping the puck out of the back of the net. And that's important for them as they move along without Shea Theodore still as he's not yet with the team and not yet uh, in, in that kind of wheelhouse where his return is eminent. Uh, Bruce was asked about uh, the injured group, and it does sound mm-hmm. like there's some optimism. If you read between the lines uh, of what he had to say yesterday, uh, it does sound like there's some optimism uh, with everybody else that's not back. There are some players that are still not back uh, with Jack Eichel and with Shea Theodore, so some some progress being made on that front that uh, I think that uh, that it's kind of flying out of the radar right now, but uh, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to in, insinuate at all that anybody's close, but it uh, it does appear that uh, that everybody's sort of on schedule with their with the process of getting back on the ice and and doing their individual rehab work. Yeah, and and that's kind of you know an important aspect of this too is is right now you you look at who's been able to come back and, and return to practice uh, over the last couple of days. And that's great. But, you know, then you get the idea or at least the, the thought from Bruce Cassidy that, you know, some of the other guys that are out are progressing in, in terms of their, their individual rehab. And, you know, until they're on the ice with the team, it, it doesn't feel like it's close, but it's at least oh, pushing. Oh, you sound like the coach then. You sound like what in the that coach dire- says. Well, I mean, how many times have we heard that, right? Like it, it's when you, when you've, when you've kind of gone through the injury thing over the last three years, as has happened to the Golden Knights, you have an idea that until you see that player on the ice with the team, you know that there's still some hurdles that need to be 
um, that need to be you know gotten over. And and I think right now the idea that that those guys are kind of pushing in the right direction and that they are are moving along in their rehab, it's it's certainly good. It's certainly important. And you know hopefully it's not going to be too much longer before you know you get the likes of a Shea Theodore or a Jack Eichel back in the lineup. We'll continue to watch it. Uh, just a tip for if you're going down to the game tomorrow night, get there early, okay? Just hmm. be in your seats early. All right. It's cryptic. Just um, warm-up's great. Uh, everybody loves to watch uh, watch the vibe uh, in and around the rink, and, and the players huh. uh, uh, go through the pregame warm-up. But, but don't be late tomorrow night. All right? Like, don't be don't be late to pregame warm-up, or don't be late to what happens after pregame warm-up? I would say it's a, a mix there. I, I don't think you need hmm. to. I, I always love it when the players come out for the pregame warm-up. Uh, sure, I don't yeah. think there's anything special other than watching to see who's going to be in the lineup. <laughs> I don't think there's anything going to be uh, uh, newsworthy, noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Talked about uh, on that front, but uh, but you don't want to leave it too much beyond that. All right? Hmm. Without telling you. Interesting. I'm telling you. Don't be like Yeah, no, I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm laying down here, Chappie? What are you laying down? The, the gauntlet oh, to not boy. be late? You know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, you said don't do, be do you late. Know why? No, do you I, know why? No. Do you know why? I have. Okay. You, I haven't, have, you haven't figured that out yet? No, I have no idea why. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, my 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 digging and and you know asking is it about a war is it a warm up thing or an after warm up thing like it didn't it's not pushing you in a direction at no all? no I mean it, okay. it I it, it could I mean I don't know I mean it, he didn't really give me an answer so or give you an answer I should say it's cryptic you're right it is cryptic but you're right it probably does have something to do with warm ups there's probably something going on maybe maybe they're wearing no they couldn't wear. Cool jerseys. The oh NHL put the put the Chapman. You represent the fan on the show. Well, that's yeah. We've established that. Yeah, I know. I know, and I'm really disappointed in you right now. Why? So Why? either either you weren't paying attention at all, <laughs> and you joined this late, or the 747 flew over your head. Well, probably that's more likely. Wallace, which one do you think it is? I, I don't think he was paying attention. No, I was paying I, attention. Like so, you heard you heard the entire conversation. Yeah, don't. And you have no idea. It's in your why. best interest to be there early tomorrow. Okay. You don't. You don't want to miss it. Well, there's something obviously going on before warmups. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we continue, we'll set up hour number two on the VGK Insider Show. We'll try to clarify <laughs> this whole thing with Chapman because I, I know there's more questions coming, and I will do the best. Not to answer any of those until we're back on the air, and we'll we'll sort of filter <laughs> through things. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I love Chapman, Zach Whitecloud, uh, one of those that's uh, itching to get uh, back in. And uh, you're right. Depending on how you went into the break, might just uh, impact your enthusiasm coming out of the break, or it might uh, give you more motivation if you weren't great going into the break to be able to flush it and come back refreshed and uh, even keel. That's uh, what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights a year ago, and they were able to come out uh, with wins over Nashville and Minnesota and were flying uh, right out of it. They had the dad's trip then. Uh, or you uh, look at uh, what they are right now, that they were able to right uh, things 
uh, in the stretch drive the final three weeks before the All-Star break this year and have that confidence mm. going and knowing that, uh, that they're getting healthier and uh, feeling better about themselves. So uh, I think uh, with this group uh, especially, uh, it, there's not a lot that, that knocks them off kilter. Uh, to be to be mm-hmm. quite frank, uh, it's just there, there's such a a just steady group that there's compared compared to this group to what we've heard coming out of the Los Angeles dressing room, and and like there is some mm-hmm. point comments uh, out of some of their stars, Drew Doughty in particular, in in uh, in calling out uh, not names but uh, calling out his teammates. Uh, for focusing on the wrong thing. Uh, even when things were going a little sideways, uh, December, January here, early on uh, with, with the group, there was none of that. In fact, you, all you really heard was this group likes being around each other and they have a lot of fun and the uh, practices or morning skates, uh, they're, they're loose. They're intense during the games, but uh, uh, they're pretty uh, loose and, uh, and having a good time. So uh, I, I, I don't think that there's a situation necessarily – that uh, that would work uh, against this team and this uh, particular group of guys any more than than any other. No, I, I think for for them, they they believe in themselves and they believe in the room, right? I, I think that they 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 all won together, and that's kind of an aspect of this team that you know I, you kind of look back at previous Stanley Cup champions, like for the most part, everybody in the room was was here last year and, and and won a Stanley Cup and knows what it takes to kind of go on that stretch run and and knows where their game needs to be. Now, is it going to be there every single night? No, but uh, you can hold each other accountable, and I think that this team does a really good job of holding each other accountable while also not losing sight of the fact that uh, you can be loose, you can have fun, you you can you can find different ways to to kind of let loose during a season where things are difficult and hard. But also expect the best of yourself when you when you get out there for a game, and you know I, I think kind of going through that together as a team has allowed them to, you know, find find something great going into the break, and and hopefully it allows them to kind of rekindle that coming out of the break. I give the National Hockey League all the credit that I possibly can, and if I could get more, mm-hmm. I would borrow it from you and heap it on the on the National Hockey League. The idea of instituting a bye week in the middle of the mm-hmm. season and not just the three-day all-star break is genius uh, in what yeah. it's able to do to allow the players to take a step back and just get away for a little bit. And that's great for the players. It's great for the families. It's great for the health of the athletes. It, But it's great for... Uh, coaches and uh, support staff, uh, the equipment staff, the medical staff, everybody gets away and you come back and it's like the start of the season almost where everybody's excited and recharged and ready to go. And now we've got the stretch drive in in the East and the West and this uh, lengthy battle for playoff inclusion and then positioning jockeying for uh, seating in the National Hockey League, and everybody's got a little bit of a turbo boost available to them. That hasn't always existed, and this is going to be so much fun uh, to watch, uh, just to be able to corral all that good vibes. Uh, We've got uh, hour number two coming up. You'll hear from Bruce Cassidy, plus uh, news and notes from around the National Hockey League in one-timers and a pair of tickets on the way. 
on Fox Sports Las Vegas.